Hey everyone, welcome back to Deja On Demand. If you are new here, my name is Deja Piper and on this podcast, we talk about literally everything. So if you want to hear something, make sure to check out my Instagram stories right after the show. Obviously, you read the title, so you know what we're getting into today. The first part of this talks about racism and the second part talks about how not to be racist. And I kind of went on a tangent, so let's just get right racism and all the reasons Donald Trump is racist. Come on. I put it in the title. I had to talk about it, obviously. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, the definition of racism is the inability or refusal to recognize the rights, needs, dignity, or value of people of particular races or geographical origins. More widely, the devaluation of various traits of character or intelligence as typical of particular people. So basically saying that all Asians are like super good at math, things like that. An example of a racist would be our current president, Donald Trump. Let me rephrase that. Your president, not not mine. Um, Obama's still my president, so. The president is what I would consider a textbook racist. Now, he is also misogynistic, illiterate, xenophobic, transphobic, homophobic, pedophilic, and a complete and utter idiot. But that's another story for another day. We're talking about how he is racist. So he has shown racism most recently when he called the coronavirus, the Chinese virus, and Kung flu. And these are racist terms that tap into the kind of xenophobia that he latched onto in his 2016 presidential campaign. So in 2015, when he launched his campaign, he started it by calling Mexican immigrants rapists who were bringing crime and bringing drugs into the U.S. His campaign was largely built on building a wall to keep these immigrants out of the U.S. Trump has repeatedly been slow to condemn white supremacists who endorse him. He regularly retweeted messages from white supremacists and neo-Nazis during his presidential campaign. He's mocked Elizabeth Warren's presidential campaign, again calling her Pocahontas in a 2019 tweet before adding, see you on the campaign trail, Liz. The capitalized trail is seemingly a reference to the Trail of Tears, which if you didn't know, it was a very horrific act of ethnic cleansing in the 19th century where Native Americans were forcibly relocated to reservations and thousands died on the way. Trump later tweeted that year that several black and brown members of Congress like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you didn't know who she is, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, Tlaib, correct me if I'm wrong, are from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe and that they should go back to those countries. And going back is a common racist trope to say, mostly directed to black and brown people, particularly immigrants and 
it says how they should go back to their countries of origin. Three of the four members of Congress who Trump targeted were born in the U.S., by the way. Now, I can honestly go on and on about how racist Trump is, but that would take up an entire episode in itself. We're going to talk about, for this last chunk of the episode, I really wanted to talk about this, how to be an anti-racist, unlike Trump. So, it's not enough to be not racist. So, first thing, stop saying you're not racist because anyone can say that. Because people are constantly changing what a racist is so that they can say they don't fit the description. Being an ally and being anti are two different things. You can say all the sweet nothings and talk the talk but you have to be able to stand your ground when you're challenged when someone says a rude comment about the black lives matter movement you have to be able to keep up what you've been telling everybody that you're about you need to show it will you still be there after all the hype is gone just like now there was so much hype around the entire movement and i noticed a lot of influencers stop posting things after all the hype died down which truly showed me which influencers were really for us and which influencers just put on a show don't make it a performance don't just do it so people would like you it's not about being liked it's not about that it's about all the people who have lost their lives their jobs everything to racism in this country the key to not the key to being an anti-racist is to not make it about you make it about the movement make it about the people that you are affecting positively by standing up for them another thing if a person of color tells you that what you said or what you did was racist don't let your first response be defensive such as i'm not racist i would never say something like that why would you call me that? Number one, they didn't call you racist. They said the statement you made was racist. And number two, your response should have been, I'm sorry if what I said offended you. I'll do better. Whatever your response is, don't be defensive. And just because you say something racist once doesn't make you a horrible person. What makes you a horrible person is saying it multiple times, knowing that you are hurting others or offending others. That right there is what makes you a horrible person. The next thing is recognizing systematic racism and what i mean by that is recognizing that racism is all around us it's not just in people it's in the system it's what america was built on america started with racism and the system was not built for people of color it was built for white people and one way to put it is someone who is racist would look at poor black americans and blame how they act and who they are on why they are stuck in this rut of not being able to get out of a horrible place an anti-racist would make it clear that the problem is not the group of people but the policies that put racial groups at a distinct disadvantage another thing would be let go of the bias you were taught as a child and educate yourself on what's really going on as children we're so gullible and we're so like we're like sponges and we soak up everything we hear or see and so it may not be that you were taught these things it may have been that you heard it in passing and it stuck with you some things that we always have said since we were kids is that 
the Asians are the smartest ones in the group or or that like all the white kids get whatever they want and they scream at their mom all the time. Not black boys who suck their pants and all this. Like they're the ones doing drugs and all this. And although sometimes that is true, it's a bias that we put on people and it carries with us as we get older. And we see certain people and we think, oh, she has a bunch of money. Oh, he does this. Or she's super smart based on how they look or how they walk, not on their personality and how they act. One thing that I said in earlier episodes was that you should always advocate and speak out for those who are too scared or can't do it for themselves. That's what this podcast is all about. We talk about things like racism and sexism and sexualities and being gender fluid and all that good stuff because these are things that aren't talked about as much and awareness needs to be brought to. So speak out for those who are either too scared or can't do it for themselves. Get out of your little suburban bubble that you're in and venture out into the world and really see what it's like. Such as if you live in Georgia, go to Atlanta. Don't just go to the pretty side of Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. You'll see homeless people and people from all different walks of life and don't look at it as, oh, they look like they do drugs or oh, they look like they sell drugs. Just look at it as These are people who are stuck in the system or they think that this is the only way of life and they're not getting what they deserve. So let me work 10 times harder and make sure that people get what they need in life to survive and to have good life and to get out of this. I keep saying that, but get out of the system. I was talking to my mom and I was like, we just have to get rid of systematic racism. And she goes, can't get rid of systematic racism. And it made me really think because you can't. Like there's no way you can really get rid of systematic racism without abolishing the government and starting from scratch. Which I learned in US history that if the government does not protect the rights of the people, which those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If the government does not protect those rights, the people have a right and a duty to abolish or change the government and redirect it. And I think that's very important. And that is what voting is for. But we're getting the voting next. Let me just finish this. Um, So many people are so caught up in their own lives, they forget that there are people out there struggling because Like I said, the system is not built for them. It was not built for people to stop struggling. It was built for people to keep struggling so the government can make money. So I said there's two parts, but I'm going to go off script here and talk about this year's election. So I just turned 17 and in Georgia, you have to be 17 and six months to do early voter registration. So I can't register. But for those of you who are 18 and older, it's very important that you vote this year. If all the people who didn't vote last year would have voted Trump, most likely would not have won. And a lot of people were like, well, Hillary was winning by popular votes, but she didn't get the electoral votes. And yes, that is true, but the amount of popular votes you get can persuade the electoral college to vote a certain way. You voting is deciding the future of like, what, 80% of Gen Z? for the next four years and we have been working our butts off to raise awareness of the racism going on in this country and although most of us cannot vote 
it is very important that those who can vote. I know people are like, well, I don't like Joe Biden and I don't like Trump, so I'm not going to vote this year. That's not what this is about. Not voting for Biden or not voting at all is a vote for Trump. They are depending on you not voting so that they will win. And I will say, although I am not too fond of Joe Biden, we have a chance with Joe Biden. We have Kamala Harris, who knows what it's like to struggle, who knows what it's like to be a person of color, because she is a person of color. And she may not be going for president, but she's vice president, and she can surely help persuade Joe Biden to help us, because that's what their entire campaign, that's what her campaign is about, advocating for people of color. And it's this case where you have to choose the lesser of two evils like it doesn't matter who or what you like you have to choose the lesser of two evils because at least with joe we have a chance and if you aren't aware trump has changed his slogan from make america great again to keep america great as if he didn't pretend like he didn't know about the coronavirus early on in February and pretended it wasn't there and then later on tried to claim that it was because he didn't want to cause a panic. It wasn't that, it was just that he didn't care. He doesn't care. Why would he care? He's a businessman at the end of the day. He thinks of America as a business deal and he's not gonna stop thinking like that. He's a racist and he's 70 something years old there's nothing you can do to change him nothing he's been racist since he was born probably you know what let me take that back i don't believe racism is just in you i believe that it's taught and he was one of those people who refused to open his ears and eyes to change he had every opportunity to change and then we have candace owens who gets on my nerves and i am embarrassed to even say that she's a person of color. Candace Owens recently went off on a tangent about Cardi B. She said that Trump went into office supporting LGBT rights and Obama did not. Well, sweetheart, your president who supports LGBT banned trans people from being able to go to the military. The president that you support so much called world war one veterans losers but you know those are mistakes he was misspeaking he didn't really mean it he was just joking you can't take a joke well susan you don't joke about veterans who fought for our lives you don't joke about people who have been hurt you don't joke about those things that's a little messed up, don't you think? Like, I just think that it's crazy. And this episode of is kind of turning into me, like, just ranting. But, oh well. Um, I just think that it's crazy that police did absolutely nothing when people went to the Capitol with AR-15s demanding for a haircut. A haircut. Oh, but, you know, unarmed protesters are a threat because they're demanding for justice. They're demanding for equal rights. Like, I truly don't understand. And then I believe that a lot of people are starting to forget. Well, not forget, but their lives are going back to normal. Their feed is going back to normal and they're ignoring it again. This is not something we should ignore. This goes back to the voting thing. If you really want to make a change like you say you do, 
vote, vote, vote. Because you're not just deciding your fate. You're deciding the fate of future generations. Like there are little kids growing up in a racist world. Man, I grew up in a racist world. And I would like to fix it. Fix this world to the best of my ability before my children are born so that they don't have to grow up having to fight for equal rights. And as much as I love doing this, I don't think that is something that we should be doing in 2020 when it's been going on for years, for decades. Decades been trying to fight against racism and they still won't listen. But now we got this crazy generation that I'm glad to be a part of called Generation Z and we're getting there. We are being heard. That is what makes me proud of being a Gen Zer. The fact that we are unapologetically anti-racist, anti-misogynistic, and that we can go out there and steal tanks and ride them around. But the second somebody gets our order wrong at a restaurant, we are too afraid to say anything. Like, I'll choke slam a racist, but um, if they don't get sweet tea and they just get regular tea, I'm not going to tell them because that's scary. Okay, y'all, I'm going to stop talking so much. We have reached the end of the episode. Tragic, I know. You can listen to me talk all day. Just talk and talk and talk. By the way, I do not like hearing my episodes after I edit them because I always, I hear my voice anyway. And I just don't like listening to my voice. So I'm always like in the other room if my mom is listening. <laughs> um, but we have reached the end of the episode. Super tragic. However, you can listen to a new episode every day sunday every day you cannot i mean you could i got like what a week's worth of episodes almost so you can listen to a new episode every sunday at two o'clock eastern time if you like the show and even if you didn't please leave a rating and review down below and it would really help me if you let me know what you liked what you didn't like and if you don't want to leave a review saying what you like and what you didn't like down there at least leave a rating and go to my Instagram stories right after the show and let me know. This podcast is only possible if you guys contribute. And I used a little bit of my birthday money to pay for the subscription this month. Although it kind of, when it came out, I was like, oh, not really. But, you know, if you would like to help a girl out, all my links are down in the show notes or description, whatever you would like to call it. And I'm not going to hold you up anymore. So thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Mwah. This podcast is brought to you by Pearls Community Restoration, healing the soul to restore the body.